Welcome to the Newscape Higher Ed Podcast, featuring your hosts, Don Betts and Mark Stansberry. The responsibilities that we face now are dramatic, they're new, and the changes are, in fact, unending. When you can have a president and board members working together on a vision, wow, what can be accomplished? It's wonderful. In this first podcast episode, Don and Mark talk about their many years of service to universities, including their time together working as board chairman and university president. They also introduce their new company, Newscape Higher Ed Advisors, helping university leaders effectively serve their faculty, staff, students, and community. Visit newscape.us to find out more. Welcome to our first podcast of Newscape, Higher Ed Podcast. I'm Mark Stansbury. And I'm Don Betts. Don, why did we uh, start this venture of Newscape? Well, Mark, I think we both realized after a combined uh, 85 years in related to higher education that we're in a brand new era, uh, a time of challenge and change for so many who are involved, not only as students, but particularly as leaders in higher education. And we both have seen from the perspective of being uh, members of boards, university faculty, university presidents, et cetera, that the world that we went into in, at the beginning uh, has profoundly changed. And the responsibilities that we face now are, are dramatic, um, they're new, and the changes are, in fact, unending. So in some ways, you and I, uh, having had a chance to work together over a long period of time, realize that this is probably a good moment to be able to offer the kinds of confidential consultations to our colleagues who are still uh, in positions of responsibility and authority uh, on boards and, and presidents, a place uh, for them to go and individuals to connect with to discuss the issues that are difficult and to seek the kind of counsel that can make them um, more ready and more equipped uh, to meet the challenges of the time. I think we come into, both of us come into this with a sense of profound humility. Uh, we understand that what we've learned along the way is learned uh, uh, sometimes in a more difficult fashion than, than an easy, but that we are part of a much broader reality. And that reality is those people who have spent their lives uh, dedicated to student success and to the advancement of higher education. And I know that I have benefited greatly, Mark, from your counsel as board chair and uh, board member over a period of many, many years, and that you see the roles uh, of higher education from a very unique perspective, and that I hope that I can assist in from the perspective of faculty member, particularly as president of three institutions. Well, I've seen firsthand your leadership and the unique approach that you have and that you're always in divisionary looking down the road. You know, when I first got started in uh, in my mid-20s uh, in higher education, as far as advisory board and boards, uh, we were we had a fax machine. And uh, from the fax machine, we've advanced to today where we have the challenge of artificial intelligence and all the uh, digital transformation that's going on. Uh, when I first was asked by uh, Governor Bellman uh, from the state of Oklahoma to be on one of the boards, um, I said, tell me what 
this responsibility is all about, being on the Board of Regents. And he said, he gave me a brief uh, review of that. But he said, I'll never call you. Uh, you need to call me if there's any issue, but I have no agenda. You just need to be able to study things through, keep their integrity, and make sure there's proper decisions. Now, looking forward, there's so many issues from conflict resolution to crisis management, on and on, and the transformation from not only uh, brick and mortar to being able to incorporate the online and other things that have come about through the years. With that, you as a leader uh, have guided and looked forward and moved your campuses forward to incorporating as much as possible in that regard in a wonderful way, in a unique way. And so I feel like the why is how can we take our experiences to be a sounding board for some, to be an advisor to some, and to be make the campuses more effective, uh, make the uh, presence of our boards more effective in from the assistance of fundraising to making policy decisions. Um, had I had the opportunity some over 30 years ago when Governor Bellman appointed me, if I would have had Newscape, wow, what a difference it could have made because I need someone to go to 24-7 that I can trust, that I can depend on, that I can get their feedback, and feedback's so important, uh, not just for affirmation, because that's not always going to be the case, but to meet the challenges, and I need professionals around me, like a Don Betts, to get me through that. And I, was, I would hope that uh, if, if there are those out there that need assistance, that they will look at Newscape for that, the why, and, and, and the what as well. There are so many colleagues, Mark, that we both have who find themselves in these positions, uh, individuals who have a great devotion to higher education. They may have come through as a faculty member. They may have come from outside of the academy. They find themselves in these positions of responsibility with with a lack of, of the kind of focus preparation that can make them successful. And success, we define, you and I, as success in serving students and serving faculty, staff, and the community, obviously, but starting with student success. And I think often of my colleagues who have dedicated their lives to this work, who work and achieve the position of president or chancellor and suddenly realize that what they know is what they've observed from the outside in a whole different capacity, that they don't really not because they've done anything wrong. They don't really understand the full complexity and the dimension and perspective of what it is to serve in those roles. And it's not their fault. It's just the reality. We're so proud of them that they've achieved these, these particular goal. But the next thing is, so what did you inherit? Now, what are you going to do and how are you going to do it? How are you going to build that team? And how are you going to seek, as you said so well a moment ago, that level of confidential trust that you are going to need in your work, in your time, on those long weekends and long nights when you're asking yourself, how do I, how do I deal with this issue? How do I deal with this issue and not 
expose myself to the kind of public scrutiny that I don't want it to be exposed to. I need to be able to parse this out, to think through it, to understand its dimensions. I can call on my team on the campus. I could call on those that are confidants and friends. But who are those people I could call on who would not betray a trust, have tremendous depth of experience, and who understand the role of confidentiality? And I think both of us have been, and I use the term moved, to do this relationship and to create Newscape because we have seen the consequences of not having a Newscape to go to when you face those issues, which you're going to face as a board member or as a president. Well, you'd mentioned relationships, and that's crucial to success. I find that there are leaders that are very good at that and some not so much, and that is being able to embrace, uh, like you did, Don, uh, in the community uh, and students and faculty, administration, and bringing all those to the table, all those conversations going on, you're highly present, which was really important around the campus. We had an experience recently where uh, you and I went to, uh, to had lunch at a local facility near your former campus, and one of the students came up and was so excited to see you that he also mentioned how valuable, valuable you were to one of his fellow students. And this girl uh, had financial issues and other issues that she was facing and was not going to go back to or be able to go back to the campus. And here you provided a, an, a platform where she could have a place to stay um, and actually have uh, rewards from that. And he was so thankful for that, that you would take time uh, and, and provide an avenue for the student, a fellow student, for success. And that's looking out for others. And I, I think that this is not just a corporate position uh, of a CEO in uh, that approach from a C-suite level, it's, uh, as somebody said, it's like a democracy in that uh, you're definitely looking at incorporating uh, the community, the faculty, the students, uh, making sure that there's a voice, there are committees, there's policies in place, and it's uh, an ongoing job that needs people to, needs individuals and advisors to look at how's the best approaches or approach in certain issues. And uh, you've, you've done that through the years, and uh, she'd be commended for that. When people choose to serve as a president or as a board chair or a board member, um, I think they understand the responsibility, but unless they've had the experience before, don't appreciate the dimensions of the isolation and it can be very difficult for someone who is used to sharing everything that they're doing with those around them to understand that there's some of the dimensions of that responsibility that simply can't be shared. And that you have to um, find within yourself those uh, reservoirs of, uh, of support and confidence that allow you to take the next step and say to someone in confidence, I don't know. I really don't know how to fix this, but... I have confidence in the team that I put together. I have confidence in the confidants that I have. And I have confidence in my devotion and my sense of responsibility to the institution and to those whose lives are connected to the institution. There have been a number of 
pieces written about the lonely president and the isolated president. And you know it when you see it. And uh, I have colleagues uh, around the country who have uh, been very challenged in this time of challenge and change and have found themselves more isolated and therefore probably less effective than they wanted to be. So how can we, through Newscape, uh, be a conduit and a connection for those individuals who will inevitably find themselves in a challenging circumstance that they can, in fact, seek uh, the sounding board, um, contemporaries and colleagues who may have had a similar experience and have absolutely no interest except your success. We're not looking for the flaw in you that makes you unsuccessful. We're looking to work with you for the pathway to make sure you are successful. And and um, winning that trust and harboring that trust in our relationship with someone else creates a bond between us that when the issue has been resolved, then we have a, a new platform with which to work together and and build on a variety of projects that you and I could could be talking about. But Mark, you and I purposely call this Newscape as we thought of many, many names because it's in response to the changing landscape that higher education leaders find themselves and we believe that this is a new and fresh approach, that we can uh, be that confidant in confidence and a trusted sounding board and perhaps an advisor at times on issues which look like they are going to be uh, a tremendous challenge. But perhaps you can change that challenge into a, an opportunity. We mentioned approach and the approach of a board chair versus a board member and the relationship with a president are big challenges in the sense that a board chair is not trying, should not try, that is, to uh, micromanage, but at the same time guide and be there uh, in helping the president uh, execute a vision and to be successful with that. It takes quite a bit of a balancing act. And there's times where, like I say in the past, I wish I had Newscape to go to and say, are we, as a board chair, am I approaching this correctly? Uh, is there a better way? Uh, how can I work with a president to be more effective and be efficient? And there's so many roles now that have to be in place, and that is also uh, one area is fundraising. How can a board chair be more effective without overriding a president's uh, work in that regard in fundraising? Or can a board member be more of an assistant in recruiting? Uh, can they be more visible in the community? Uh, and there's a fine line there because you don't want to overstep a president, but at the same time, you don't want to be complacent that, uh, and I see that with board members, uh, and board chairs, uh, throughout the country that really don't know how to position themselves. And many times they come across as micromanaging and not really being of assistance. So what, how do you look at how do, what's that balancing act? How do you find as a president? What's the best, what would be the, the definition of a, of a great board chair and board members in fitting that balance? Well, I was thinking as you were speaking, Mark, about um, the possibility of a board member or chair and a president together um, 
being part of an interactive group uh, with Newscape or with a, a, a confidant. The two of them, in fact, going together provides both perspectives on the issue at the same time. And then the ability to address the issue is probably dramatically enhanced. From a president's perspective, the board members are, are, are critical. They're critical in a positive as well as a negative. On the negative side, a board member who is disengaged, who really is not um, attuned to the issues and who offers no sense of involvement is frankly of no use to the president nor the institution. In fact, it can be a detriment if the board member is drawing off energy and time from other, other issues. On the opposite side, conversely, a board member that's fully engaged literally brightens the day of a president. Because while you don't expect the board member to accept and cheer everything you say, you know you have an ally, someone who's devoted to the growth and development and the goodwill of the future of that institution. That's why they accepted the responsibility. That's why they come to meetings regularly. That's why they have contacts sometimes through the chair with you on a regular basis. That's why they come to your campus, Mark, as you have done many times, come to the campus to participate in events, to learn about the, about the culture and the ethos of an institution, to offer encouragement and critique on issues of the time, but always from the perspective that we are, in fact, on the same team, attempting to make sure that we create this unique learning environment. I often say that presidents and I think boards create the weather around them. I think students and faculty do as well, but presidents in some ways have that responsibility along with board chairs. And we both know, Mark, there are institutions that you could go to where the weather is always sunny, no matter what the external realities, and there are others when it is almost always cloudy. Much of that emanates from the perception and the experience and the devotion that the individual president and others and the board have to that institution. I say often when I visit other institutions over these many years that within a very short time on the campus, you can detect whether I'll be so personal. Uh, this is a place I would ask my daughter or send my daughter to school or my grandsons. Or is this is a place I couldn't wait to support because I know that what they're about is only going to be very positive and influential uh, and liberating for the learner, for my grandson, for whoever it might be. When you sense in your colleague that, that focus, that devotion, that life purpose, then you know that... Um, regardless of the challenges which are replete, that the institution's in good hands. And that's when I believe that presidents and board chairs and board members can really advance the quality of what we call higher education when they find that common ground and it's looking squarely in the eyes to the future of the student. I have found very often when I visited uh, campuses that I was involved with as a regent or trustee, that the culture could be determined fairly quickly 
by me walking across a campus. I would park my car at one end and walk across and visit with a student or a faculty member, not really asking any, any personal questions other than uh, more of getting feedback of how do you like this campus. And within the 30 minutes to hour that I walked across the campus, I could almost tell you time after time again what reflection was on the president and on the board. And over and over again, I could determine that that their finances may be probably hurting, <laughs> their, uh, their definitely morale may be hurting, or maybe actually doing really well, or they're very successful in cer- certain areas. And you could tell within 30 minutes to an hour many times that I'd walked across the campuses. I made that a practice as a board member to do that often throughout the years, just made it a practice. One thing that we've done, Don, together over the last couple of years, uh, three years, was to look at higher education differently in the regard of a dashboard and metrics. And uh, I just had a recent conversation with a prominent uh, citizen in our community that brought it up, said, you have uh, together put together a dashboard and metrics. No one does that. Why are you doing that uh, in higher education? I said, well, you do that in your corporation. Oh, definitely. Every day we look at our dashboard. We look at what's going on. We look at metrics that are current and active. I said, don't you think the higher education should? He said, oh, I'm not saying it's not supposed to be that way. I'm saying it should be that way. I'm glad you're doing it. And here we have 26 metrics that we looked at recently that we worked together on as a board chair and a board member, uh, as well as a president, and effectively put that together. But when you put a dashboard together with uh, metrics, it's ongoing. It doesn't change. I mean, it changes. Uh, uh, the dashboard is in place, but my point is the metrics are ongoing. It's, it's got to be current. It's active from that regard. Uh, we have to make sure the retention, enrollment, and how does how do we make changes? How do we vote that way? How do we help the help the system? Um, so that's where you came in as a president and, and I as a board chair together to work on effectiveness and efficiency by taking a dashboard and metrics and becoming more proactive that way. I went to a conference in Atlanta um, last year, and they asked the audience to come up with uh, ideas that we have at our campuses, and I mentioned about dashboard metrics. Well, it wound up that because of that statement, I wound up being a speaker <laughs> at as part of the conference that day because they said, we want to know more. We're intrigued by this. We don't have that. We're the old way. The old way means just whatever's put in front of us, that's good enough as a board member. We'll, we'll decide the future uh, based upon maybe three-year-old data, two-year-old data, and we can't work that way anymore. It's got to be current. It's got to be active. And for us to make proper decisions, shouldn't it be run that way in, in having accurate, up-to-date information? And that's where you would has you have always been that way as far as a president giving us as current information as possible. But I find that that's so essential, so we can make really proper decisions. And it is a challenge that we we see in higher education that most campuses that I'm familiar with, outside of the ones I've served on the board, that I find that there are so many that need uh, a way to provide uh, a board and the president's accurate information at all times. Have a great dashboard of metrics.
Well, Mark, you've raised a, an issue which is right at the center of the challenges uh, that exist today for university leadership, uh, whether it's from the board or or the presidency, and that is accountability. And across the country, we know that the microscope is out and higher education has been taken uh, under serious scrutiny. There are those in our society that have even gone so far as to suggest that higher education may no longer, no longer have a role in the continuing evolution of American society. And while we both know that's, that's completely inaccurate, it's part of the, it's part of the national dialogue at this point. And you're referencing the dashboard was a deliberate, intentional effort uh, by the institution, uh, working closely with you and the board to give you the, um, the information in the form that's needed for you to be able and for us to be able to understand how, in fact, we are proceeding. And as we both know, not all the dashboard indicators are necessarily green or highly positive. Some of them are challenged. But being able to articulate and make those um, those realities public in our conversations advances our opportunity to address them. What's important in that process, however, is something you alluded to earlier, and that is that would not work in a non-trusting environment. If, if as a president, I believe that if I shared that information, that it would be taken as an excuse or a rationale to, for a kind of, um, uh, retaliation against me, I would be very reticent to share in that regard. But if I understand from the beginning that by being positively uh, sharing this information and this insight, the board is in lockstep with me and the institution regarding our goals and objectives, then we are in a position to move the institution forward based on a realistic appraisal of where we are, where we were, and importantly, where we want to be. So that accountability, which you were discussing through the dashboard, I think only works if there is congruence between boards and president. It doesn't mean that the board agrees with everything the president says or vice versa, but that we have a constructive relationship based on common objectives. And oftentimes, that's not articulated. It's not said out loud. And I think it needs to be said. And I think under your leadership, we moved forward with that dashboard, and I think it was a positive contribution to the institution and perhaps to other institutions that uh, were exposed to it. You mentioned earlier that there are, there are those on, on boards at times that probably shouldn't be on the board uh, in reference to that. There are those that we would hope be on the board that are not, as far as that goes, as far as uh, the experience, and a lot of times they, they feel like there's not the opportunity to express themselves. But... I feel like the the opportunity for accountability really can either eliminate or incorporate the person that much more as a board member. Uh, if if I'm looking at uh, and have to keep up with data and information, uh, it basically you can see that at a board meeting when uh, someone has read the data and information, the metrics, and has really applied it before they get to the board meeting. Uh, you can tell that, similar to walking across the campus to get the culture, feeling of the culture. You get the same feeling of the board member. And I think that's something that I hope to see incorporated more and more is that the board member becomes more effective but takes it really seriously. And most of them do that I've served with. But here I've been on boards um, that have either a seven-member board, nine-member board, up to 35 members. Mm -hmm. And 
there's different approaches um, and there's different trust. Who And the key is who do you trust, especially before a concept is presented to the full board and the vision is, is in place. You need some people to, to visit with as far as accountability, as far as understanding, uh, and the concern uh, that how is it going to affect a student or a faculty member and really um, the community. Uh, and so the reach out, I'm going to talk about reaching out. There's got to be a lot of reach out to get good metrics, but also of the mood and the culture. And you've done that as a president as far as a reach out. You've gone out to the community, you've become very active in different uh, efforts across not only in Oklahoma, across the nation. And that's uh, wonderful because we have to be part of the communities to be effective, uh, whether it's in recruiting, whether it's in morale, whether it's in fundraising. And so uh, that's something that uh, I see that the board members can be more in tune with as well. Well, your comment earlier, Mark, about uh, leadership in these in higher education is about relationships. I think it's really pointed out by what you were just saying, because none of this would be possible. Moving forward, uh, attaining the goals and objectives, if you're doing it in isolation. And those relationships that you build are both on campus and off uh, between boards and presidents. But those relationships should be based on honest interaction, dialogue, and communication. In other words, the feedback is genuine. It's understood the spirit with which it's given. And then it's used as a basis for continuing growth and development. When I think back again, Mark, to our our original conversations, which went on for some time about what we might do, that what really spawned Newscape was that we believed, and I think this is really part of our message as an organization or as a service, that um, there's nothing more valuable than interpersonal, confidential consultations on matters of importance important to presidents, important to board chairs and board members and to institutions, but that that consultation has to be based on trust. And you have to be able to demonstrate that trust by being trustworthy and having a record in that regard. And that trustworthiness then can lead you in those consultations to successful collaborative problem solving. Because at the bottom line here, at the the end of it all, did she or he resolve their problem resolve their issue, see a new opportunity, open a new door for, for expansion or for, th- or for consideration because of the interaction they had way beyond themselves. Were they able to leave behind the lone or lonely presidency and understand that it's really more than okay to share with someone or someones who have their best interests at heart and who can help them because they've probably seen it before they probably dealt with it before. And if not, uh, three heads are better than one. And the opportunity to, together to, to create a successful outcome to what feels like a conundrum that you're facing at that particular point. There, while there are so many challenges, there are, in fact, answers and pathways to success if you're able to explore them. When you can have a president and board members working together on a vision, Wow what can be accomplished. It's wonderful. I've seen it happen over and over again. I've also seen that it didn't work because of not working as a team and developing that relationship. And a lot of it is when you talk about relationship is communication. How can we communicate more? How can we meet uh, together? 
like you and I had when I was chair and as president, we would have monthly meetings just separate from the board just to go over ideas, uh, concerns, vision, to have these uh, conversations that I, help, that I think were very helpful, very encouraging. Um, that communication, that relationship is so important because it also defines my, re- my job as a board chair, your job as president, so that we know that things are being taken care of, that we don't need to micromanage each other. We just need to work together in that regard. And I, I th- because of Newscape and being able to talk to an individual board member, uh, as far as a president board, being a board member of the past, being able to talk with this board member or a president uh, or a team, I think it will be very valuable. And that's our goal is to make it valuable. We, we do have as part of uh, our service will be also speaking engagements. Uh, speaking engagements uh, are really want to be interaction, interactive in regard to uh, topics that are important. Um, I would say we would definitely want to tailor those to not just be a speech, not just an encouraging speech, but one that can be effective and apply to your daily operation as a board chair board member or president. And so we like to tailor those uh, in a way that can be very effective, whether it's uh, a small group or a large group, whether it be a retreat uh, or a workshop, uh, we want to be available. But I think what Don has emphasized and I do as well is that the trust and the meeting of the minds together on an individual basis or as a group is really our main goal is that we can be available 24 seven. And that if you have a crisis, whether it be crisis management or conflict and we'd be conflict resolution or whatever it might be, we're there to help uh, you, uh, whether it's president, board member, or both get through some issues that are facing. And it may be um, actually strategy uh, that you're working on the plans of the future are you approaching it correctly? Uh, I know in being on boards uh, on the corporate level as well, I find that it's really important to have the communication across the board, uh, across the corporate levels. Um, from you know the groundskeeper all the way to the president, everyone needs to be part of that culture. Everyone. Everyone needs to work together and know the vision and buy into the vision and the only way to do that is be uh, to be effective is is to have this communication, uh, which we hope to provide through our services and through our speaking engagements. This conversation, uh, which we've had here for a few moments, Mark, I keep coming back to a very uh, central focus, and that is the growth and development of leadership. What we're really talking about is Newscape's interest and capacity to assist the educational leader to continue their growth and development by successfully addressing issues. Um, And I think it's really important for us to realize that as educators, we talk incessantly about lifelong learning. We believe that in some ways we try to model the way in lifelong learning. We know that people learn more from what we do than anything that we say. And I think that Newscape in this era of challenge and change is saying that part of that growth in the direction of lifelong learning is, is 
developing the capacity to share your concerns and to share your challenges with those that can be actively assisting you and who are not intrinsically involved in the issue itself on, on the local level, that there is, in fact, um, a confidant that you could have it at a distance. We also understand that our role as, as leaders is to develop the whole student. When we talk about student success, there was a time, and we could just discuss this in another podcast, but there was a time that was pretty much confined to what kind of grades they had and what their final diploma was, their graduation, baccalaureate, whatever it might be. We now know that it's much broader than that. It's much richer. It's much more pervasive. We're talking about the beyond discipline skills that we focus on as institutions to prepare our students to be truly successful. So now institutions and leaders of those institutions say to themselves, it's not just that she crossed, she, she finished the course of study and that she crossed the threshold and received her diploma, which is a success. Absolutely. But it's what now she is posed, poised to do as a learner, as a worker, as an entrepreneur, as a citizen, as a neighbor, as a parent. We are, we are constantly renewing society by the qualities that we encourage and reinforce as we, as they pursue through the institution. So understanding that, I think we can, we can really enrich the consideration of issues that our colleagues face every day. Not just because we face them as well, but because we have an intrinsic understanding of what the final goal is. It's not just about that issue. It's really about, did I create the conditions for student success? Thanks so much for joining us for our first podcast episode. If you'd like to find out more about Newscape or read more about Don and Mark, visit our website at newscape.us. You can also find our email address on the website, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have topics or questions you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please send us an email. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. We look forward to bringing you more great content in future episodes.